So this week, we read about the mitzvah of the first fruits. Torah says that when the Jews come there to Israel, they have a mitzvah to give, as soon as the, uh, they, they, they um, arrive there to Israel, inherit the land, they must give the first fruits to Hashem. They, ha- they plant the seeds, harvest the fruits, they have to bring the first fruits to the base of Megdash, to Hashem, and thank Hashem for all the goodness. That's a mitzvah yukuru. Rashi comments on this first verse. Rashi says, Magid. Magid is an unusual word. Magid means this tells us something. Meaning, it's not the usual translation, but this, whatever this is, it tells us something. It tells us that this, this, this commandment of the first fruits isn't as it sounds from the translation of the Pasuk, that as soon as you come to Israel, you have to bring the first fruits. Rather, it's after you conquer the entire Israel, after Israel is divided, only then is there a mitzvah of uh, giving the first fruits. That's how, that's how Rashi translates it. And he says, Magi. And there must be something in the, in, in the Pasuk which is forcing us to make that conclusion. The question is, what's wrong with the saying, the Pasuk is saying literally, when you come to Israel, to give first fruits, why, does, why, do, why, do we, why are we forced to say it means after you conquered all of Israel and after Israel was divided, which, was, which is 14 years? It took, took seven years to conquer the land of Israel and seven years to divide the land of Israel. So you weren't bringing first fruits until, according to Rashi, for 14 years after you arrived in Israel. So, so the question is, what is forcing us? Rashi says, Magda tells us. What, what, what tells us? We're talking about conquering the land of Israel and dividing the land of Israel. So, you hear the question? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, the um, commentary said like this. There's another Pasuk back in uh, Parashas Shlach where the Torah gives us the mitzvah of separating Chal. Torah says that uh, when the Jews come back to Israel, there's a mitzvah when they make a dough and they break something, they have to put aside some of the dough to be given to a coin as a gift to Hashem, to thank Hashem for the... Thank you so much. What? Thank you so much for the gift. Yeah. I'm a coin. Ah. This is a joke, it's a joke. Got it, got it, got it. Got it. I'm a humble lady. Uh-huh. And so are the Kesslers. I'll be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'll be there when you wash my hands. Okay. So, exactly. so Rashi says over there, what's the meaning of, of coming to the land? When he talks about Mitzvah Chala, Talking about the mitzvah of Chala, Rashi says, mitzvah Chala is, Rashi says, la'achar Yerushav Yeshiva. He uses a different word over there. He says, after you inherit the land and you settle on the land. So that Pasuk, he's translating as coming to the land. Coming to the land means after you, you settle on the land. Achar Yerushav Yeshiva. Is it the same thing? Is, or is it a different thing? It, it, it sounds like it's a different thing because Rashi uses different words. It sounds like that there's something called Yerusha Yeshiva, inheriting the land and settling the land, and something else in this Victoria portion which is more than that. It's Kibbush V'chiluk. That's what it sounds like from Rashi. Why does this Pasuk, which uses the same language as that Pasuk, mean something more? So let's first look at that Pasuk for a second. How does Rashi know when it says in the Torah, you'll come to the land of Israel, how does Rashi know that means after you'll inherit the land and settle on the land? Where does, where does Rashi get that from? So that's actually from Pasuk in uh, last week's parasha, 
Pashas, like, not yesterday's, but two weeks ago, Pasha Shaftim, and Pasha Shaftim it says that uh, when you come to the land of Israel and you settle in the land, when you settle in the land of Israel, so then you must appoint for yourself a king. So that Pasuk, Rashi says on that Pasuk, Pasha Shaftim, that whenever the Torah employs a language, when you come to the land of Israel, it means settling the land. Now, that Pasuk isn't just about it, its own uh, the word coming to land in that Pasuk isn't just a reference for that Pasuk only. The, that language of coming to the land of Israel there in that Pasuk is meant to explain the meaning of that language whenever the Torah uses it. Whenever the Torah uses the language coming to the land of Israel, it means, what's coming to the land of Israel mean? It means after the land of Israel is inherited and after you settle the land of Israel. So too when it says in Pasha Shlach, when, when the Jews come to the land of Israel and the Torah says they must give their... their, their, their their dough to you, the Kayin. So the Torah there is, is saying that the words in the Torah, when you come to the land of Israel, it's referring to after you have settled in the land, after you inherited the land. So Rashi says, okay, so in this Pasuk, if, that, if we know whenever the Torah uses the words coming to the land of Israel, it means after you have settled in the land, Yerushavishiva. So then this Pasuk, which adds the words, and you've settled in the land, and you've inherited the land, those words must be extra. Because we know whenever the Torah says you come to the land of Israel, you learn from the Pasuk and Pasha Shriftim, that whenever the Torah employs the words coming to the land of Israel, it means Yerusha Yeshiva. It means inheriting the land and settling the land. So why does the Torah uh, add these words in Pasha Shriftim? If whenever the Torah says the words coming to the land of Israel, it means Yerushalayim means inheriting the land and settling the land. So then, these words are extra because we know coming to the land means inheriting the land and settling the land. What are this, what's, what's the meaning of these extra words? So, the Sifzer Chachamim he says that these extra words are are necessary here because you would have thought that the mitzvah of Bikurim, the mitzvah of giving the first fruits is different to all the other times the Torah describes coming to the land of Israel. Why? Because um, what's the reason you have to get the first fruits to Hashem? What's the purpose of it? Um, what I would think, I would um, give it like a piece of like physicality to Hashem. You know? Yeah, to Maybe show... A piece of like physicality showing that like you gave me this thing. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, exactly. It's a appreciation. When do you have appreciation? When you enjoy. Just like you say a bracha when you eat, when you drink. So when should you, when should you give thanks to Hashem when you, uh, when you get it? So therefore, I would, I would think that when you came to the land of Israel, even before, before anything else happened, just because you have the first fruits already, you should thank Hashem for it. And that's what the Torah has to add over here, the words, and you'll inherit the land, and you'll settle in the land, because if the Torah wouldn't have added those words, I would have thought that this, this is different than every other place in the Torah. This is a different, this is an anomaly, it's not the regular uh, meaning of the words coming to the land, because I would have thought you have to thank Hashem as soon as you get it. And therefore the Torah adds the words, says, says some of the commentaries on Rashi, the Torah has to add the words, and you'll inherit the land, and you'll settle in the land, to tell me that that even here, even in Mitzvah Bikurim, there's no mitzvah until you inherit the land and settle in the land. It's not immediate. It's not immediate. 
According to the way these commentaries learn, the, the, the language Arashi uses, conquering the land, and the language that's used in other places in the Torah, inheriting the land and settling the land, Yerisha Yeshiva, it's identical. The Torah is saying, after the seven years of conquering the land, after the seven years of dividing the land, then you have a mitzvah of giving the challah, then you have a mitzvah of appointing a king, and then you have a mitzvah of bikur, then you have a mitzvah of the first fruits. That's how the other commentaries explain this. But it doesn't sound like that's, a, that's what Rashi is saying. Because if, in other words, according to them, there's no real difference between this week's Torah portion and the other mitzvahs that the Torah says should be done after you come to the land of Israel. In every situation, the mitzvah is to do this mitzvah after you've conquered and divided the land. The only reason the Torah has to add the words over here is because you would have thought that here there's a different rule. But the translation of the words in this Torah portion, come to land of Israel, means after you divide it and after, and after you've conquered it. And that's what it means also in Parshas Shalach, when it talks about the mitzvah of Chala. It also means after you've conquered the land of Israel, after you divide the land of Israel. That's how those commentaries learn. The problem with the, that explanation is that according to the way these commentaries are learning, Rashi means the same thing, but he's used employing different language. Rashi doesn't mention conquering when he talks about the mitzvah of giving the challah. Rashi doesn't mention dividing the land of Israel when he talks about giving the challah. He just says, after you've come to the land and you've settled in the land, and now you, you have a dough, give the dough to the kain. So it sounds like from Rashi's change in the language of this Torah portion, that he doesn't understand the Torah's words coming to the land of Israel and settling in the land of Israel as the same as, as kibush v'chilu. According to Rashi, there's two stages in entering Israel. There's settling the land, inheriting the land, and there's something else, <clears throat> dividing the land completely, conquering all of the land of Israel. So when the Torah tells us in this week's Torah portion, you will come to the land of Israel, and you will divide the land of Israel, sorry, you will come to the land of Israel, and you'll inherit the land of Israel, this is extra, these are extra words. So the Rebbe says these extra words tell us that there's something that's happening in this description of the arriving land of Israel that, that didn't happen in, in Parsha Shlach, didn't happen in Parsha Shreftim. There's something Hashem wants more of us in this Torah portion before we could do the mitzvah of Bikurim than He wants us to do before we do the mitzvah of having a king, before He, he wants us to do, do something about um, giving challah. There's something Hashem wants more of us, to, He wants us to do more in this week's Torah portion, more of a preparation needs to be done than to have a king, than to have, than to have the mitzvah of challah. What is it? You have to divide the land. So, so what exactly is, is, is the difference? How could you possibly settle in the land without dividing the land? I mean, you can't settle in the land unless you have a place to settle. What does it mean to say, how can you settle in the land unless you've been given a portion of the land of Israel? What does it mean? So the answer is like this. In the process of conquering the land of Israel, it wasn't all in one shot. They conquered this land, they conquered that land, they conquered this land, they didn't, then they had to divide it. It's possible that they didn't divide the land of Israel after all of it was, was conquered. It's possible that they divided some of it as, as they conquered it. Hey, we just conquered these lands, let's give, let's, let's give this land to this, this, these, this, these families. We conquered these lands, let's give it to the, these families. Ah, oh, the pellets are claiming. Okay, they, they, don't, they don't qualify, sorry. Anyways, but, but, but that, that's, that's what we would understand from the words, and you'll inherit the land and settle in the land. Inherit the land, whenever you get the land, you have the mitzvah. When you have a mitzvah of, doing the, of appointing a king, well, mitzvah appointing a king is unique because it's a mitzvah upon all the Jewish people. So that mitzvah, I wouldn't say it means when, when you personally inherit the land of Israel, when you personally get your share. 
Because that's not a mitzvah just for you, it's a mitzvah for everybody. So that mitzvah actually means the same as this Torah portion, not because of the translation of the words, but just because of what you're doing. Since you're appointing a king, it can't be dependent on your personal acquiring a section of the land of Israel, therefore you have a mitzvah to appoint a king. That mitzvah is a general mitzvah upon all the, all the Jewish people. So that mitzvah, I understand, although the Torah employs the language of, of, of just getting the land, it means when everyone gets the land. However, the mitzvah of Chala, there the mitzvah of Chala, I would say that that mitzvah doesn't begin uh, after everyone gets a share in the land of Israel, after all of Israel is divided. I would say that mitzvah begins when you settle in your portion of the land of Israel. You don't have to have everyone having a share in the land of Israel. Only in the mitzvah Bikurim, only in the mitzvah giving the first fruits, only in this mitzvah does the Torah say you could only do this mitzvah after you have, every, after all of Israel has been conquered and all of Israel has been divided. And that leaves us with a big question though. So why mitzvah Bikurim is, why is it so unique? How come I cannot um, offer thanks to Hashem for what I've received until all of Israel is conquered, all of Israel is divided? I've got my share, I've got my fruit. So why can't, why do I have to wait till all of Israel is conquered, all of Israel is divided? Every other mitzvah, mitzvah of challah, we say, do the mitzvah as soon as it's possible. As soon as you have a share in the land of Israel, then do the mitzvah of challah. Don't, 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 don't make those, those kind of wait. But the mitzvah of, of the first fruits, that mitzvah, we say, no, that's, everyone has to have a share in the land of Israel. So the answer Rebbe says is very, very fascinating, very telling about who we are as Jews and what we need to think about. The Torah says about this mitzvah, this mitzvah is associated with joy from the perfect good. It's not just about thanking Hashem in general, it's about thanking Hashem because of achieving and receiving perfect good. What's perfect good? So the Torah says you can't thank Hashem for apples and oranges. That's not perfect good. It's to thank Hashem for the seven species that Israel is praised with. You know, the dates and figs. That's, that's perfect good. The Torah also says... The crazy thing is, actually. Yeah. The funny thing is, I was just in Israel for 14 months. And I was working on a kibbutz. I was in an old pond program. It's very old. And I was literally... Uh, I was literally picking, like, fruits from the land. Pomegranates. And pomegranates and like grapes. I was working with all that stuff. Wow, that's really and, cool. Uh, dates too. So three of the seven species that been, even uh, sometimes olives. Wow. So like four of the seven species I was working with in Israel itself. Very cool. You know, really big schools. It's incredible schools. You know, it says in Rosh Hashanah, in Rosh Hashanah, you're supposed to have uh, foods that are their name. The foods represent uh, blessing. So, some have taken their own customs and their own families or to increase blessings that they want for their family based upon the English or French translation of those words. Like, I know a family that has bananas, because in, in French, banane means have a good year. And they also have raisins and celery, because they want to have a raisin salary. And they also have dates, because they want to have, make sure that all their kids get, get a shidduch. That's the plan, that's the plan. All right. So I'm trying to actually make Ali a... Hopefully my own farm. Wow, you're a cool guy. Anyone wants to come, um, maybe I'll make a chabad. Wow, you're a quite ambitious young man. I, I'm trying to, you know, you have to. At 21 years old, that's how you... To make it happen. Anyway, so let's get back to our answer to our question. Answer to our question is, the Torah is talking about a pre, having a perfect good, absolute good. 
What's absolute good? Absolute good means the Torah says you should only give the Bikurim at a time of joy and when, when, you, have, when you really feel appreciation to Hashem. The point of the Mitzvah Bikurim, as you said before, is to show gratitude. To show Hashem we're not, we're not, we're not uh, taking it for granted. We appreciate it. So when can I have perfect good? I can only have perfect good if you have perfect good. I can't celebrate what I have until you have it. So that's why the Torah says that I can't give Bikurim until all of Israel is conquered and all of Israel is divided. Because if one Jew doesn't have his portion of the land of Israel, how am I supposed to celebrate? I'm not really happy yet. I can only really be happy if you have good. That's what I feel like. I feel like I learned this a lot in like the past, past couple, three months, four months. And especially, and I've been learning Eov. Wow. Eov. So it's, it's uh, really helped out. So like, we're learning this. Like, first I feel like we got to help ourselves first. That's the most important thing. And once you can help yourself and really get into the rhythm of the flow and of yourself when you find yourself, that's when you can actually help other people. And then once you're like really happy and overjoyed, you know, overjoyed person, you don't have enough you don't, you don't have enough space for yourself, so you have to share with people. Wow, you're a deep guy, man. I don't know. You're doing something right, it sounds like. But bottom line is, what Rebbe is telling us is that we're telling Rebbe's telling each of us who we are. We think we're happy when we get stuff. Rebbe's telling us you're not really happy until everyone's happy. Chaim, 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 Rosh. That's exactly it. That's the model to live with. And any questions or comments, Rebbe Zev, David? All right. A good Avach. Surah Stavis. Chaim.